Hello, Coconuts. So in this episode of the Financial Coconut Podcast, Stock Geek Out, we actually dive into a very little-known company. Not kidding, it is TSLA Tesla! Right, so of course, uh, I think everyone here, as you're listening, you already know Tesla has been growing at 40-50% year-on-year compounded. It's actually planning to grow at another 40-50% year-on-year. I didn't say that, but based on Elon Musk's projections, uh, based on the delivery of their cars and also the revenue. So in this episode of Stock Geek Out, we should dive into three main things. Number one, Tesla's financials and growth. How are they able as a car company to do margins above the industry average of 20 plus percent? Number two, how are they able to be free cash flow positive despite being so capital intensive? And last but not least, we go deeper into something that a lot of Tesla bulls all rave about Tesla but know nothing about the valuation. So uh, how is Tesla's valuation going to be in the next five, six years? Can they indeed hit the market cap of Apple, which is what Elon Musk says they will grow bigger than the, the largest company, the S&P? And last but not least, we'll talk a little bit, just a little bit about Elon. Love him or hate him, he is actually the driving force for Tesla. So what if he's no longer around? How does that factor in? So all this and more inside today's Stock Geek Out episode on TSLA Tesla. <laughs> Okay, hello, welcome to the Financial Coconut Podcast. My name is Max, I'll be your host for today. Alongside me, I have an amazing guest and a good friend. His name is Carl Jerry. <laughs> right, what do you think I was talking about, you? Okay, no, I'm just joking. Right, his name is Carl Raymi. <laughs> okay, so hello guys, everyone meet Raymi. So, and of course, meet Jerry. So Jerry today is our, what we call the cactus guest. We actually use it to slap the actual <laughs> guest uh, if it's not up to date with the financials. Okay, so anyway, hello, uh, Ray Ming. So I'm going to introduce Ray Ming probably first right now. So Ray Ming is actually a good friend and also a very, very fellow investor who's amazing. He's actually a growth investor and I think today we all roughly know what we're going to talk about. So we'll just hold the suspense there. But yes, Ray Ming also is a full-time investor and maybe Ray Ming, you can do a quick one-minute intro about yourself first before we dive in. Hey guys, so I'm in a full-time investor. I've been investing for... For almost eight to nine years now and uh, i think over the last three four years my focus is more into growth companies uh. yeah okay thanks for sharing yes all right so with that said you all have met raving you have met jerry so today let's jump into the main content okay so today the company we're going to focus on is actually a company that is actually meant to grow or that's actually kind of a scheduled to grow at 50 percent compounded and i didn't say that it's actually said by the ceo himself mm. It's also a company that does quite a few number of things. They are known for electric vehicles, but they are also going to a lot of other things like full self-driving and also even more AI-related stuff and right. even more automated stuff and eventually the energy business. It's none other than TSLA Tesla. <laughs> okay, great. So I think it's going to be a very interesting topic for today. We're going to dive in a little bit of Tesla and a little bit of uh, Elon Musk as well. But I think let's just start first. So how did you actually chance upon Tesla? What's the love story? Like how did it begin? Yeah. So interesting story, right? I first heard about Tesla actually from Ken, Chicken Genius. Some of you might know him. And I think this was back in 2018. We were just having a like an investor meetup and then we just went one round. Hey, what's your top three stock? Top three stock. So I said like Visa, Google and something else. And then Ken said like Tesla. Then that and that was actually the first time I actually heard about it. To be honest, I wasn't really very much into cars, much less electric vehicle cars. And this was back in 2018. So I started to, oh, it, so it start, Tesla started to appear on my radar in uh, 2018. But back then, it was a very different stories. You know, they was facing a lot of like production hell. Uh, numbers wasn't really good. 
Alright. And 2018, I th- right? Yeah, 2018. Yeah, they haven't really kind of went mainstream yet. You yeah. Know, they're still lost making. Their, their destiny is a bit like questionable. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I really, really got in like deep dive into it and got like a sizable position. Uh, so I think I got into it like 2019 and I think 2020 during the, you know, the COVID crash in March. That was where I really uh, went in hard. Yeah. Okay. So like it's during the, and this was before the split, right? Uh, yeah, before like the pre, split. Pre, yes. Because they have pre, split twice so far. Yeah. Right? One this year, one I Last think year. Yeah. Right? the year before. Okay, cool. So this was way before the split. Fantastic. Okay. So I think with that said, and okay, thanks for sharing the backstory and the, the love story. So let's go into the numbers a little bit. So yeah. Tesla, uh, I'm looking at the past three years on my spreadsheet mm. here. It's pretty amazing. Let's talk about top line first. Revenue growth. They've been growing pretty consistently at like yeah. 40-50% on average. Of course, yeah. some, some quarters are higher, some quarters are lower. Like the latest quarter as we are speaking right now is November 2022. They are growing like 56% year on year. Yeah. That is pretty insane for a company that size. Plus, yeah. Elon Musk is saying they are going to grow uh, at least delivery and revenue-wise, compounded 50% over the next five, six years or so, right? Yeah, on average. La. Okay, so let's talk about the revenue growth first. How is that possible in the first place? 50 plus percent for such a big size company. Yeah, I mean, I mean like, um, I mean, still wow, even today, I'm still amazed. Like, this is such a, almost like a miracle story happening. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, they are not, and, and the way, and what they, they are doing is actually really, uh, their mission values are something I can align with, la. So and I think it boils down to maybe a few main factors. One is uh, obviously they got a few secular trends pushing it forward, electric vehicles being one of them. La. And then because they are so vertically integrated and they got a you know, really innovative leadership mm. with Elon Musk and his management team. So that helps in everything. La. Yeah. Okay, got it. So you're saying that actually it's because of the fact that EVs or electric vehicles are still early in the circular trend, which yeah. is what I know Elon also keeps saying, like the penetration is nowhere near yeah. where they can be and stuff like that, right? Okay, cool. And so uh, later we'll go in a bit deeper into the risks of having a CEO like Elon, uh, both on the good side and bad side. So just right. a teaser for the listeners or for you viewers first. Okay, so let's dive in a little bit into the numbers. The automotive sales, as I look at the financial, t- takes up or the financial takes up about 80 to 90% of the entire revenue. Yes. And Elon mentions that at the end of the day, Tesla's not a car company. We are an energy company and the, the, the mission is to transition the world to renewable energy. But so, like, they are still at 80 plus percent automotive sales. And from what I project and what I understand, the automotive sales will still take up a big portion of the yes. sales. So, in other words, aren't they a car company after all? Um, I don't, I think they don't see themselves as a car company just like, Apple in the earlier mm. years where they were selling laptops, uh, iPhones. Are they a hardware company or software companies? So I think we can debate on it. But I think uh, what's good is they have the vision uh, and the plan. Mm. But I do acknowledge that, that, for example, as of now, the revenue is based mainly from the car sales and perhaps a bit of FSD. Yes. Right. So uh, yeah. So for my you know valuation models, I like to be a bit more conservative, la, As all Singaporeans are, we always very careful. So yeah. let's uh, you know, just be very you know very conservative. Like just exclude everything else, all the big plans that Elon Musk have, and just focus on even just on car deliveries. You can hit the valuation that uh, Elon Musk uh, was talking about recently. Okay, so you're purely using the the automotive business to value, and you kind of yeah. Discount. I think that would be a good base. Uh, 
like base validation and okay. anything else, you know, the robot taxi, the, you know, the uh, human right uh, and all that will be yeah. optionalities that's good to have. Okay. Yeah, like bonus. Uh. If okay. have, then great. Uh. I mean, but if don't have, uh, you know, what are the valuation are we looking at? Understand. So I say first, later we will test the valuation model. Uh. If it's too high, we will slap Raming one time with this. Okay. <laughs> if it's uh, too low, then okay, he's fed the rock. Okay, come. So let's go a little bit into getting, uh, into the, the, the margins right now, right? It's actually pretty impressive yeah. uh, for a car company. So let me just, for the listeners, in case it's uh, you're all about the Tesla hype, but you actually know nothing about <laughs> Tesla. I'm going to beat the numbers down here because everyone's all about the Tesla hype, but actually nobody really knows what Tesla does if unless you study it. So their gross profit at a company level, uh, at least for the last few years, is about 20 plus percent and their automotive gross profit is about 30 plus percent. Yeah. That is actually pretty awesome for a car company that's commodity-based. Yeah. Industry-leading yeah. standards. Uh. And, yeah. uh, and all that with the caveat that they are still ramping up. Yes. So they're still, you know, uh, not the, at the they're best efficiency. Up to the, to, uh, gear more towards the software service side of sales, yeah. right? So now it's right. still more like the, the hard sales and stuff, right. right? So although 30% sounds like, oh my God, you are like double the next best player in mm. the industry. Mm. But, you know, more importantly, is the trend of that, you know, uh, margins uh, and it's heading higher. Got it. Can you help me like break down a little bit? How is this margin profile possible for a majority car company as of now? I know a lot of people were like kind of like flame me and say, oh, Tesla is not a car company. You don't really know what you're saying. Okay, I get it. Okay, right. But I mean, as of now, there's too many cars. But how are they able to achieve such margins? I think mostly their team, they are very innovative. Mm. And they really like, like Elon Musk, he's famous for, you know, boiling down to first principles. Mm. Like how can I, for example, same with SpaceX, you know, like, Previously, before before that, like sending a rocket up is like so expensive, mm. but he's able to you know do it all. And so I do. Be honest, I never really go into the tech side of things, but because their factories are so vertically integrated, right, and they don't see like, hey, what are my competitors doing? Then I just follow suit. So they just do it from scratch. Uh. Mm. Yeah. Got it, which is actually the part that was very impressive. So uh, I'm, I'm also not sure how much, because I'm also not exactly fully in Tesla. I'm just the host here today. <laughs> but I was very impressed when Elon was sharing one of the, I think one of the battery days, I think mm. two years back or something. They are rebuilding the structural uh, yeah. integrity of the car to have the batteries be at the base or something like that so that it saves space Correct. and they can travel longer distances. Yeah, so right? it's like lighter, more durable, like it's like stainless steels for the uh, newer models. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you don't see that in any other um, car yeah. companies out so, there. So he's willing to just question first principles instead of like, oh, this is how cars have been built. Let's follow the conventional way. It's more yeah. like our end goal is just to get from point A to point B in using a vehicle. What is the best structure that a vehicle needs to structure like in order for it to have best fuel efficiency? Correct. And voila, it's like if you do it from that approach, right, without looking at what's the conventional view, then you are not brought down by, you know, uh, how, how people built a bridge previously yeah. or how people built a car previously yeah. and then this is how we should build a new car okay yeah. that, that is really impressive uh, I have to give it to Elon yeah. down there uh, should we talk about Twitter? Okay, no lah. We can talk <laughs> about Twitter, okay? Because I know he just bought Twitter. Uh, okay, but anyway, let's go a bit uh, deeper into. So I'll just do a quick recap for the for the listeners listening. So their gross profits about twenty each plus percent. Their adjusted EBITDA, which from a financial uh, lingo point of view is called the adjusted earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, amortization. Basically, that's the operating income but adjusted 
is also about 20 ish percent, yeah. which is amazing for a car company. Okay, here is the part that really blew my socks off. Okay, I'm not wearing any socks, but that's why it got blew off. Okay, right. <laughs> I'm gonna slap myself for a stupid joke. Okay, very cool. Huh? Okay, so the free cash flow is actually pretty awesome. The free cash flow, it's let me just double check my numbers 3.3 billion in the latest quarter, yep. which is Q3 2022, right? Yeah. So okay. I think there's this, uh, I think a lot have changed over the last, you know, five, six quarters or the last one, two years. Yeah. So they went from a company that is non-profitable yet, uh, not yet, you know, building up cash flow to mm. a company that is perhaps one of the, like the balance sheet is one of the strongest right now. Yes. I think it's on par with um, Google and, um, and even better than Amazon, Facebook and your big players. How is that possible? Because of the fact, so that's the thing that, because obviously I didn't study as deeply as you, they have to build giga factories. The capex is obviously higher than a Google or a Meta right. or what have you. But yet the free cash flow is 3.3 billion in a quarter. Is this sustainable or how, how is this achievable? Um, I just put it down to Elon Musk's brilliance. Uh, and of course, not just him, but his team also. He got the best engineers, best scientists in the team. Uh, with Tesla and so they got the best uh, capabilities there and I think they are very good at capital being a capital allocator so mm. yeah much more so than the other big techs so, so yeah. based on what I'm uh, hearing so far is it true that they will continue to be free cash flow positive moving forward is that what they uh, seems well? like it yeah okay. although that isn't a focus but I think yeah. the CFO did mention that it's good to have a buffer yeah. and I mean with macros and all that uh, you're always good to have a solid buffer and I think he specifically mentioned like uh, not to that not to that uh, he exactly said that but I think the meaning is uh, even the world go to shit next year in 2023 yeah Tesla will still be here. La. Okay, okay, yeah. because of the cash buffer. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that is actually, objectively speaking, genuinely quite impressive yeah. for a car company which you know, normally they have high capex and given Correct. the rate that they're, that they're expanding, uh, it's very, very impressive. Yeah, I mean, like they just built like two new factories uh, yes. like over the last one, two years. So, you know, that is capital intensive mm. and yet despite of that, they still are able to show one of the best uh, balance sheet and financial numbers. La. Nice. So, okay, so based off capital intensity, right, I'm going to go in a bit deeper. Uh, let's talk about deliveries, uh, okay? So yep. deliveries, I think, uh, down here, the bulk of their main deliveries and focus is mainly coming from the Model 3 and the Model Y, right? Mm. Which is uh, mainly the bulk of deliveries. I just uh, give a quick recap for the listeners or the viewers. Uh, the recent quarter, they did uh, 325,000 deliveries in a quarter of the Model 3 slash Model Y. Uh, the, the last quarter, which is quarter 2, 2022, because the recent quarter is quarter 3, 2022. Last quarter, they did 238,000. This quarter, they did 325,000. So it grew by like a close to 36% in the quarter. The year before, in the same quarter, quarter three, they did 230,000. So it's yeah. also a very impressive 40% yeah, growth. Very impressive numbers. And this is considering 50% of their factories, two out of four, it's like have not yet ramping up. Yes. Yeah, Berlin yeah. and Texas. And even even the Shanghai one had some issues yeah, due because to... Last, yeah. uh, last quarter, because of the COVID lockdowns and all that. So yeah, in the short term, I think there are some, you know... Uh, challenges, unexpected challenges. Yeah. But I think despite that, they are still on track for the for this year. I think the um, the management team stated that yeah. uh, if at Q four nothing special happened, they should be on track for the fifty percent growth rate, which is like one point five million deliveries. How is this amount of production and delivery possible? Yeah, it's is. I mean, okay, I, I, the reason I'm asking that is like you know supply chain issues yeah. that are 
stuff yeah, going there's on like, right this now. is like building cars is like one of the you know hardest because there's like so many different parts and all that yeah so i think along the way i think elon Musk and his team realized that also and of course if they can they try to uh stream it down so that they don't have to have so many dependency on external players mm. uh, by, but by and large they're still uh, they will be affected by you know their suppliers uh, the battery lithium um, like and I think also inflation and the bankers deliveries and all that so for example if like the, the world is on lockdown and they cannot ship their cars or that so in the short term there will be some you know things that are external factors that are out of their control la. okay but for by and large I would say you know they are right up there la. Okay, understood. So speaking of car deliveries, which is where Elon is actually very, very confident. And, uh, you know, I, I recall the latest earnings call. I was just listening to it a few days back preparing for this. Uh, the phrase that caught my eye was uh, pedal to the metal. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. I think so, that's an American phrase. Yeah, yeah, yeah I learned a new phrase also. You want to ramp, like just metal. step full acceleration to the production. Mm. And he even feels that 50% compounded yearly growth in production and delivery is possible. Mm. So that is actually like quite mind-blowing for a car company and for these kinds of commodity products. Where, uh, I wouldn't say Tesla's a commodity, but it, cars are yeah. not exactly like software and stuff, like more hard features. Yeah. So I think that's where most of the Tesla investors get excited yeah. because if you compound that number, so let's say this year, uh, let's say assuming they're on track for 1.5 million yeah. uh, because we just left two months left, 1.5 million vehicles and you compound that by 50% over the next three, four, five years. Yeah. And even you factor in some kind of growth decline yeah. to be uh, conservative. Yeah. So maybe like 50%, you go down to 48%, 42%, 38% over the next five years, mm. you will still reach uh, close to 10 million in by 2027. Okay. And then my guess is from that 10 million, you actually use like an average yeah. mass market price point and then use a certain margin and then you put a multiple on it and then yeah. you look at what's the cap market cap now and market cap in future to work back. Yeah, this will give you right? a very uh, rough n by the back, you know, of, the napkin, napkin, back yeah. of the napkin mats to give you some uh, rough valuations. Uh. Okay. You can do that. Yeah. You okay if we do that later? Just, yeah, just sure. Okay, I, I kind of brief you first uh, so can, you don't can. so stress. Okay, can, right, can. So we'll do this uh, back of the napkin math on the whiteboard here later. Uh. Okay, but I think, okay, so I, I love where we're going with this, right? So I want to talk a little bit right now about one thing, which is three letters, FSD, <laughs> full self-driving. So they are actually ramping up FSD uh, apparently, apparently Elon said to the mass market this quarter or trying to ramp yeah, it up end more. of this year la. yeah okay so let's go a bit about FSD so I just want to be upfront here I'm not an Elon fan I mean I don't hate him I'm just neutral and likewise I don't know anything about the tech mm. so to me it's, it beats my it blows my mind and I don't see the possibility how FSD can be rolled out so quickly and even the future plan is the robo-taxi thing which is what he was talking about right so uh, can you talk a bit about FSD what's the potential there that you see yeah mm, just use layman perspective also I think in Singapore maybe not so much but I think if you're overseas and then you need to drive like one hour, one and a half hour to work or to pick up your mm. kids. And if you can just, you know, don't, don't need to drive out, you can just sleep inside or read a book, watch a movie. What's the value that you are willing to pay? You know, let's say on a month, how much max, how much will you pay for this? Let's say you are stationed in US and then or China and then you need to travel 30 minutes to work. So it's a round trip, it's one hour. Yeah. And during this one hour, let's say FSD is really 99.999% or 100x better than, you know, human driving. All right, how much will you pay for it? So safety, obviously, 10 times mm. better than we drive ourselves. And then, you know, that's free, free up your time. Uh, how much 
time is it worth to eat your dinner in your car you know uh, maybe watch a movie you know listen to your podcast and, and, and I'll just check uh, the eventual goal for FSD to be also within the car's functionalities for the Model 3 right? yeah. and yet uh, Model Y yeah. uh, Model 3 Model Model 3 will you have as an FSD also? I think all of it will have they will aim for that yeah. right and the, his aim for the price point I recall is about 25 30,000 grand is it for uh, mass market? I think from uh, that is projections but yeah. maybe for now yeah. I think uh, I think based on September or October we are selling at 15k okay yeah annual okay okay understood so yeah. actually despite the the value add uh, the car is still considered pretty affordable and then the what we call the scrap value the residual value is higher than the normal other types of yeah. cars right yeah Okay, that that's pretty amazing. So here, here's my question for your evaluations uh, before we go into that. You didn't factor in any of these FSD anything else. It's just uh, pure car sales. A bit. I factor in like fifty percent take rate for the FSD. Okay. At, uh, quite a conservative uh, price. Interesting. Okay, so yeah. you did factor that in. Yeah. Okay, so later we'll, we'll map that on the whiteboard. Yeah. Okay, Ken, fantastic. Thanks for sharing that. But we could take yeah. it out also, like, I mean, to be to be, or you can. So the the, the good thing about valuation is, uh, you can adjust the variables based on mm. what you deem to be, you know, uh, viable or uh, mm. realistic and conservative okay got it so I do a quick recap so far of the financials uh. so Tesla is a company growing 40-50% year on year it's also projected to grow 40-50% year on year not I say one but the CEO said so that's number yeah. one number two their margins are way above average the industry uh, in terms of 20-ish plus percent and also projected to go higher number three they got free cash flow and they're positive and they're also projected to go positive okay so let's go qualitative right now uh, what are the one to two things that you actually um, feel this is the qualitative strength of Tesla I mean there are a lot <laughs> of like qualitative factors yeah. uh, I mean the usual you grow companies but I think okay. secular uh, trends will be one of them okay. so they are at the crossroad the S-curve uh, of a lot of like trends uh. so okay. EV is one of them AI okay. you know robot taxis uh, humanoid robots um, and of course there's one so the secular trends and the other one will be I guess the uh, leadership team in Elon Musk okay. so Elon Musk is not just a brilliant guy who is like genius but also I think he's good at uh, man- management uh. like you know you know jaga all the brilliant mind together because when you put all the brilliant minds together you need to give them the space to do what they want they do best uh. okay so uh, the two things based on what I'm hearing is number one the circular trend of uh, green energy or like renewable EVs uh, right yeah. number two is Elon's leadership quality and his team mm. right so actually if so I'm going to push back a and bit and perhaps here, right? the third yeah. one will be being a uh, excellent capital locator okay but yeah. the capital allocation it's also um, okay got it actually that one I agree so the yeah, capital because allocation yeah. right now if you look at the financials they got a lot of money then of course yep. it's easy like if you're like Google or Apple with lots of money don't know what to do then you got a lot of other bets yep. right but if you are going to go bankrupt next month like back in a few years ago in 2018 2017 uh, knowing what's the next few steps to do with the capital I think it's really uh, it's a good skill to have la. okay so, but here's my pushback, right? So you see, uh, uh, the green energy uh, circular trend, every company also, okay, I'm simplifying, but companies, certain car companies can also try and take advantage of it, which right. is what's happening now. So that one is like maybe um, a factor that everyone gets to benefit from due to right. the circular trend. So then wouldn't the main thing actually be Elon, ma, based on what you're saying, that the main difference would be Elon uh, and the team. So ma, there's a right? few, uh, so to dive down <laughs> in what you just said, yeah. I think there's a few, factors at play here. So one, I think, will be counter-positioning for the other companies. So yeah. for example, we can use Nokia and Apple as an example. Okay. Back then when Apple was doing iPhone and then uh, once it got past the, oh, it's probably just a, 
of uh, like uh, you know just for kids or what mm. people were really buying it into the touchscreen model or that Nokia knows right mm. why couldn't they do it or not just Nokia but any other phone companies also because if they so there are two we call this uh, legacy players or like mm. traditional players uh, they are too boiled down with the corporate structure and into what they are currently doing and for them to you know do up a totally new version for example like if Ford or General Motors they are really doing their their current cars production and for them to do a totally new one they will be cannibalizing their own um, and, they, and they don't have the room to do that because so the they are like living day to day quarter to quarter yep. yeah, and then they just want to make the sales so if they were to do that they can't think long term basically so the DNA and structure of the company is actually not lending itself for the innovation yeah right. actually this is very similar to there's this book I read like some time back I think it's by this guy called Clayton Christensen mm. and he talks he's a, he's a professor but I think he passed away he talks about innovation it's actually the reason why a lot of big companies fail to actually keep up with disruptive technology yeah. it's because the way the business is structured lends itself for them to be milking their cash cows yeah. which normally is the stable businesses correct so you just think from a Maybe the soccer analogy, <coughs> once you're ahead, right, as these big players, you got your modes and positioning ready. You are playing defensive. Soccer, soccer, yeah. soccer, like, okay, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, so, so, so let's say yeah. you're 2 0 out, okay. match. And then you're just playing defensively, trying not to you know, lose the lead. Yeah, as with some of these players, that's what they are doing. And if you're doing that, you're not playing offense, you're not thinking about the next thing, the next wave. Uh, you know, you're not thinking long term, you're just thinking, how can I survive the next one, two quarters? Mm. Yeah, okay. so I think. Yeah, so you can say it's a mindset or I'm not, not sure what's the right word. But basically the mentality is not the best for cultivating innovation. Okay, understood. So yeah. the culture act of the DNA of the company actually plays yeah. a part. And that's very important because it trans down into like, for example, then the best talents, do they want to work at General Motors or yeah. do they, the best engineers, do they want, just want to go General Motors and do what is, you know, like, hey, you just come here and do whatever we are doing already. Okay. Or do you want to, you know, do something new like at Tesla? So, then I'm going to go in deeper, which lends me to this question, which I have seen YouTubers, uh, very well-known Tesla yeah. bulls talk about it as well, which is Elon. Dun, 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 dun. What if accident happens and he's no longer the Tesla frontman? Right. So key man risk, which is what we call in the investing world. Yeah. And I've, I've seen videos by, you know, Dave Lee. I've seen videos that, yeah, it's, it's fine. The bench has, you know, good leadership and everything. But yeah, from what you're saying, Elon's vision and his ability to actually lead the team and even his brand name is actually helping the reputation for Tesla to pull in engineers, what? which yeah. is how they pull in talent. So what if Elon's no longer around? Well, would that actually affect the qualitative side of things? Yeah, I guess... Uh, in long story short, I think there will certainly be a bit of impact. How I think the more important question is how big of that impact is. So I think if we were to look at previous um, cases, right, like a good one, maybe Steve Jobs with Apple. Yeah, so I think when he passed on, uh, I think Apple was enough into their runway such that, you know, Tim Cook can just, their number two can just, you know, just keep things moving ahead. Yeah, and then just change it into cash count. So I do think that if perhaps Steve Jobs back then, you know, was still around for a longer period, uh, you know, Apple could have, you know, grown and took advantage of, you know, more of the stuff or the of the latest trend. Now. So yeah, definitely, I think there will definitely be a certain impact. Mm. Yeah. So um, I talk about this quite a bit. And I think my thoughts is just every single day he's still around and it's a good thing for Tesla. And yes, we are just okay. pushing the, you know, um, for example, if he were to leave, five years later or three years later, the impact will not be as, you know, as uh, critical as during the early stage. Okay. So, yeah. And I think we are reaching the point where uh, his day-to-day or his impact 
if he were to leave, yeah. will not be as... Uh, have we reached or haven't yet? Opinion, I think we are reaching. That, that, that tipping yeah, point. I think we are reaching. Or we are we just reach and, and we are just, you know... I, I think there isn't a like, you know, sweet spot whereby this is oh, yes or no. Like, it will be a period of time. And I think we have reached that period because if you think about it, right, the danger days are gone. You know, it's not like, hey, can we, you know, can we pay our employees next next quarter? So yeah. the bankruptcy days, the production hell are gone. And like now we are heading into the mall. You know, like right now we have free cash flow. Balance sheet is the strongest in the world. Uh, production is on track. Everything is on track. Okay. Yeah. So if Elon was to take a break, to focus on Twitter for whatsoever. So you realize that he also have that. This is how I see it. Like, he have that uh, space also. He realized that with SpaceX and Tesla, it's like, hey, Things are going well. I don't need to be on the factory sleeping at the couch all the time already. Okay. So I can, you know, you know, do 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 some Twitter thing or whatever. Okay. So yeah, I think the impact is the key man risk that we're talking about here will is not as great. And this key man risk will only get lesser as we progress over the next few years. Elon strikes me as a guy uh, who I, I think he, I'm not sure whether he openly admitted this or so like like he has ADHD or something. Like he, yeah, yeah, I think he, he needs it. to do things yeah. because let's face it. I think being Tesla's CEO is a shit lot of work and stress. Yeah. But he used to go buy Twitter. Like nothing better to do. Yeah, precisely. Like I think being I, a, I should slap him with this uh, with Jerry. Right? Yeah, being a yeah. I think uh being just Tesla's CEO is for anyone will be or any billionaire yeah. out there will be crazy <laughs> enough. Being okay. the CEO of two companies, SpaceX. And then he got like other companies like Boring, like boring and, like, company. yeah, yeah. and now take yeah. on Twitter I think it's like So I think definitely He thinks a bit differently From us uh. okay. But there are Benefits of it also okay. So for example Like you know uh, SpaceX They're engineer They can crisscross And they can share some data yeah. Help okay, each other and yeah, And then with Twitter Definitely I think There's some good side If you want to You know okay. Dive the conversation into there Can uh, But hold, hold off Twitter I think for this conversation yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It will go way off Okay yeah. uh, Before we go into valuations Which I know Every one of you Is waiting That's why I purposely Want to keep teasing And teasing It's coming It's coming Before valuations Just one quick question What Other than the cars And Elon Which is what Everyone is so Fanboy about What uh, one or two things that you feel most people miss about Tesla most people miss yeah about maybe mm. the optionality about something that they has potentially but most people on the street uh, when I say street I mean Wall Street or most people on YouTube don't talk about it yeah. to, in your opinion uh, one or two things that actually Tesla has potential for that uh, it could be a, a, a ace cut in, in the hand but people I don't think see for me sometimes we do not know what we do not know also like for example uh, as if we just use some of the biggest company in the world right now, Google or that, when they first started, it was just a search engine. They didn't thought they could do Android via YouTube, uh, you know, do some maps on yeah. Yeah, Google Maps. So the, the whole idea is we don't even know. And right now, you know, we are just hearing what is being released to us. Yeah. Do you think that perhaps there are some other other bets or other projects that's going on that is, you know, not shared yet? And down five to 10 years is a long time, you know, as we've, if you are to associate with like innovation, the mm. curve so there's a lot of optionalities that could happen that what's the one or two optionality that uh, you feel they actually uh, have potential there but people don't see or people just not focus on that um, I think they could go on to put potentially I think when we are going a bit off tangent from yeah. reality here it's like they could dominate the world like through uh, different stuff like for example if everyone is using the software for, for Tesla already right and then could they go on into like doing phones or that or okay. like you know and well phones phone, yeah okay. phone might not be your Apple Android phones but it could be the next thing like maybe we can link up with the Neuralink company and okay. then they can maybe the next phone is like in a, a chip inside or something okay. like that yeah so okay. they might have a dominant edge over there 
So okay. yeah, so I think we are going a bit off tangent here. And to be honest, I'm not sure what is like the next optionality. Okay. But I think what most people are missing out is the potential. Okay. And the usual pushback is, huh? How can Tesla be, you know, worth more than the the biggest two companies combined right yeah, now? Yeah, I know that that's my 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 issue with it also. But yeah. Elon is like, we're gonna be bigger than Apple and uh, what's that? Saudi the oil uh, company, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm like, oh okay. Yeah, so but but if you were to just plot it out simply like napkin mats, you realize it's possible. I won't say it's a guaranteed thing, mm. but it's very possible. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So napkin math time based on nice transition. Thank you. Let's look at some valuations if you're okay with doing yeah, the, the sure. market and stuff. Yeah. So maybe you can just walk us through how do you value Tesla. And so yeah, for all you TFC coconuts listening at home, right. this is the for first time blood, we are blah. using the whiteboard. So I think okay. uh, set the context, right? So Elon okay. Musk in the latest Q3 earnings, he said that, yeah. uh, you know, perhaps in the near future, yeah. Tesla will be worth more than Apple and uh, the, the, the Saudi, uh, Saudi uh, the, yeah, the oil company. A combined. something, I forgot the name yeah. really. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I think Aramco, the, yes, Aramco, Aramco, yes. Oh, not so, bad. Okay. So that is a total based on today's valuation. It's a total combined market cap of like six million, uh, six trillion plus. Yeah. Six point three, six point four. So let's give it six point five, lah. Okay. Obviously, I think when Elon said it, is he is not going to win it by just a bit, but let's okay. just call it six point five trillion. Okay. So Elon's goal is uh, six point five yeah. trillion. Fun fact for the users: as Raymond is drawing, how many zeros does a trillion have? I have no idea. <laughs> for you at home, count. Right, I think there's zeros, not six, not nine, 12 zeros. Right, so uh, yeah, so this is the goal, and I think he purposely said that uh, it doesn't include the uh, Optimus, uh, the humanoid robots, yeah, right, because that is like a bit far fetched because I think people are interested in the timeline, yes. So I think when he said that, right, uh, that will shorten the narrow down the timeline to okay. about perhaps before 2030. Okay. So maybe in the next eight to ten years, yep. right, that give us a you know short enough timeline that is work uh, that we can okay. work with. Uh. Okay. All right. So I think maybe we can use some back of the map. You know, okay. Maybe go on. Yeah. Okay. So I think right now the average selling price of one Tesla is uh one car is about fifty k average. Okay. Right. And the net profit uh like you know the margins yeah. I think it's about twenty percent. So you make about ten k. Uh, per car. Okay. Right. So I think we can. Uh, okay. Because you use fifty k uh, ASP, which is the average selling price, and then you use twenty yeah. percent uh, margin Correct. of that. Okay? Yeah. So I think to I think because right now we got the angle. This is the angle. Okay. We want to reverse engineer and see. Okay, what's the valuation we're going to give? Uh, to to get this goal, uh, Because when we have the valuation okay. price, of let's we use a simple. Okay. PE. Okay. So you're using like a reverse kind of valuation. Okay. Yeah, got so it. This is your multiple. To see the assumptions yeah, needed. Okay. And then we got the price, right? Price yeah. is 6.5 trillion. trillion. So maybe Max, you say like, what is a okay. good uh, PE to assume? <laughs> <to>? <laughs> Don't put this pressure on me. Yeah. Later, I give okay, too so, low the Tesla boost flame this video. Okay, okay. I, so, I so, yeah. maybe about 30-ish to yeah. 40 I think the issue is, is, is conversely because I think Peter yeah. Lynch said that yeah. you know what's the PE to give a company is uh you just look at the growth rate, no? yeah. So if the growth rate is twenty, I think yeah. a PE of twenty is uh, fair. Yeah. You know if it's a slightly more mature, you know it's not growing as well. If the growth rate is ten, okay. then we assign a PE of ten. So okay. if the growth rate is fifty, then PE can be fifty. But let's just yeah. you know be conservative and use thirty. Okay, like we use thirty. We use thirty. Okay. Right, so. Uh, so this is six point five. So Back is, to primary school math. So what is earnings? Yeah, right. So yeah, earnings will I, I be can't count now, but yeah, it's probably yeah, so about three hundred and fifty billion. Three three hundred and twenty right. uh, no 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 sorry, sorry two hundred plus billion, yeah. Divide by divide by three, right? Yeah. yeah. Can we use a calculator help here? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I come. 
behind the scenes, we have yeah. uh, the founder of the Financial Coconut, who is now my human calculator. <laughs> yes, Mr. Reggie. <laughs> uh, okay, correct. So How much? 0.23, which is about 200 billion. Roughly, roughly. I think it's good enough. Right. Okay. So, uh, to make 200 billion you know, net income per year, mm. how many cars we need to produce? Right? So, I think okay. that is the... Uh, I see. We, so, so, we, we use the net profit of 10,000 just now. Yeah. Right? Holy shit. How are we going to divide this? Okay, 200 yeah. billion divided by 10k, is it? Okay, please, yeah. can we do the math? 200 billion for my friends at home, you should be calculating. So, I think Tesla... Uh, Besides just making money from the cars, they also make from the full self driving. Okay. So I did input that into my calculations. Uh. Okay. Do and so I think yeah. So I think so. Just maybe some FSD right now. I think is a price at fifteen k. All right. So I think if you use a uh, you know fifty percent take rate. Okay. Maybe not everyone want the full self driving. Some people just like to drive. Okay. If you use a fifty percent take rate, that will give us uh, maybe seven point five k per car. Okay. So that will give us, ta da, seventeen point five k. Wait, wait, so, so which means that like uh, FSD is 15k, but you assume half of the people take yes. it up. So that's why you just divide by two. Uh. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so 17.5k. Yeah, so so uh, one here, you make 10k per car, and yeah. maybe on average, you make yeah. about 7.5k okay. per car. So it's his handwriting a bit small. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> but so then I, I show the users, uh, the listeners, viewers, coconuts. Uh, 10k is basically the, just the car itself. Mm. Uh, profit, right, based on the 20%. Of 50k average selling price point, 7.5k is the FSD la, so 17.5k. Okay, cool. Yeah, sorry for the bad handwriting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you guys can follow the math. Thanks a lot, Reggie. So 17.5k, and then we had uh Reggie calculate for us behind the scenes 20 million cars, right? Then uh, how how many cars do we need? Uh, so if we take because we know oh, okay, we this should, per car by, is uh, this, sorry, right? We we do. Thank you very much. 200 billion divided by 17.5k. Interesting. Okay, mm. so yes, this is really using a back of the napkin, working backwards to get the assumptions. 11.5 million cars, right? 11.5 million. Uh. Okay, well, actually that is not too far-fetched if you yeah, if you count it using these assumptions, assuming these assumptions hold true. La. So uh, those of you who are listening at home, you want to learn a bit of uh, Professor Max in the house teaching a reverse discounted cash flow. This is not it, but reverse back of napkin. Yeah, that's how we actually do it. Yep. 11.5 million cars. Yeah. Okay. So so we know uh, so this is the goal, right? So again, why are we doing all this? Is to hit the market cap of this because if we are zero. able to produce eleven point five million cars per year, and then we make this amount per car, okay. we should get the operating profit of this, okay. which will based on the valuation of thirty okay. will give us a valuation of uh six point five three, which is what Elon Musk stated. Okay, can how right. many are they at production right now? So right now on two o two two right now we're on track for one point five million. Okay, so. 1.5. So they need to do 11.5. So they really got a 10x production in the next 8 to 10 years. What's his time frame for this? Uh? Did he say? No, he didn't say. Okay. But we, we can, you know, based on 50% growth rate, we can uh, try to project it out okay. the runway. So maybe okay. uh, along the way, like, maybe you guys can help us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, we, 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 we do it manually. More uh, fun for We do it manually. Okay. 3.3. Okay. Okay. I, I do for you. <laughs> 10.7. So scheduled based on these assumptions, coconuts and folks, it's about, and Jerry, it's about uh, 2028, 2028, 2028, 
scheduled to hit this or maybe exit this if you believe in these assumptions. So let me recap what the assumptions are. It's a, a 30 times multiple on the earnings uh, for Tesla in the final year. Uh, it is actually 200 billion worth of uh, profit margin that Tesla has to clock. And this 200 billion of profit margin comes from a average selling price of 50k. Though I think the selling price will come down. That's mm. the thing that I want to push back on. But yeah, um, I think they will make up for it maybe another more... Yeah, the operating margin might go up. Yep. Yeah. 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 So yes, about there. So but we assume 50k selling price, which I think will come down. But let's assume that. Uh, 20% profit margin. And then you assume uh, 7.5k margin for the FSD. Yeah. Right? Okay. Cool. Understood. Okay, fantastic. Let's give Raymond a big hand. Okay, but even though I can't hear the applause. Okay, yes. So I think the next question investors or coconuts yeah. listening will, will be interested is, yeah. great man, if the Elon Musk can really achieve this, then what is the need for us as the Tesla investors? Yeah. How, how many X do we make from this? Yes. Uh, you know, yes. Yeah. So how do we calculate that? So right now, I think we can just work backwards. So the price is 6.5 trillion yeah. if we do hit in uh, five yeah. or six years time. And right now, the market cap is about 700 billion. Yeah. So, uh, how many X is that? About like 10, 9, 9X? 7, uh, yeah, 9X, 9X. 9X, 9X right? 9X, so, yeah. so, from 700 billion to okay. yeah, 6.5 trillion, it's about 9X or 10X. 9X? Now. I yeah. just have something important to say. This is not financial advice. It's purely for entertainment purposes. Please do your own due diligence. Do not just randomly buy Tesla, okay? <laughs> so, that's just a disclaimer. Okay, so I'm going to give a very important thing. Yep. There are also popular prominent youtubers which i shall not name that feels tesla could go down as of right now where they are i think 200 dollars plus last i right. checked yeah. feels that tesla could go down to 150 dollars okay so what would be your your push but of course we don't want to name names and stuff because everyone's uh subjected to their own opinions right, right, right. so um yeah tesla is really tesla like there's so many opinions on it yeah, yeah, I think if the, con if the context of the $150 price target is mm. in the short term, mm. then I think, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, in the short term, anything could happen. Yeah. In the short term, the market is, uh, I think it's uh, based on sentiment. Uh. Yeah, it's okay. a voting machine. Okay. Yeah, so macros right now are bad. Valuations are coming down, not just for Tesla, but for all your big techs. Uh, I think like Google, okay. Amazon, their valuations are at the lowest over the last seven years so, so this 150 yeah. is maybe just like a short term, short yeah. term and then the market can just go down yeah. further based not on because Tesla fundamentals are not good or okay. declining or any red flags on the company per se uh, okay. in, yeah or the industry per se but it's more okay. of like the global macros so I yeah I do acknowledge in the short term prices can be irrational Mr. Okay. Market is always irrational on both sides uh, yeah so right now when everything is bearish yeah, share prices can go low and stay low for a while. Okay. Yeah, but in the long run, if the max continue to improve, um, like it's hard for Tesla to stay okay. at 150 or $200. So question for you from Mr. Jerry. I have really no idea why I named him Jerry. If you have a better name for him. <laughs> okay. it's a, Jerry is my childhood bully that I hate. <laughs> okay, so anyway, uh, I think the big question is that what's the risks? What are the risks for Tesla? Come on, man. This is too bullish. What are the risks? We need I think the risks risk, yeah. is, I think we did cover the key man risks. Mm. Uh, although, so I Elon, think that okay. will just slow down the growth. Let me slow down the projections. Mm. But I think the trajectory, I think, is too intact. La. Yeah. And risks, maybe World War Three. any black swan events, if the astronaut hit the Earth tomorrow. Okay. Well, yeah. But those are very black swan risks. So there's yeah. no specific company risk that, I mean, apart from Elon, that, that you feel Tesla would have in mind. I think maybe if there's like some global political pushback, mm. uh, 
on Elon or what, then you know, like the US government decides to impose. Uh, Do you feel I, the competitors could catch up? Do you feel like there are other quite worthy competitors? Because I mean, I'm not a car person. You can obviously tell I look very nerdy here, so I'm not into cars. But I have friends who are into EVs. I mean, I have this friend who's super into EVs right. telling me that hey, Max, actually Tesla is uh, in terms of the car, so he's not an investor. But you should check out this company called Xpeng, uh, which is a Chinese company. I'm not going to go yeah. into that. But like, hey, their 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 quality of the EV yes, is good. I man. acknowledge. So, yeah. uh, and then so, you have new and all that. Yeah, right? I think yeah. I think of the China companies personally. I'm looking at uh, BYD. Yeah. Yeah, I think they yeah, are. A cool producing also. cars at scale they are profitable yeah. and they seems to be scaling well yeah. so I think you know like Tesla doesn't have to be the only car company okay. selling electric vehicles for so example it's not takes all. yeah because right now it's not about the competitors it's about um, like producing as much car as like for Tesla produce mm. because they're selling every single car they have mm. and even if the competitors are like 10x better mm. there's still a big market to share for everyone so giving you an example like Apple doesn't have no need, no need the whole world to sell uh, to, to use an iPhone. China mm. can have its own, you know, like Huawei and all that. So similarly for I think electric vehicles, China will have their own champion, uh, you okay. know, to be mass producing cheaper cars for the mass market because yeah. And then in China, I think Tesla can stay as a you know a bit more premium branding. Okay. Yeah. Question for you. I mean, I'm not sure, but I know you're putting on the spot. So just for some context right. for listeners, do you know what is the global car? cars in the in the industry like how many cars are being produced in a year worldwide i don't know the now like how many millions but i think in percentage term yeah. right um tesla is at maybe one percent or less 1%. than two percent of the global global uh, fleet. yeah global okay. fleet so okay, yeah, that will give this some yeah. context right 11 million that's the aim i need to know the production yeah. i mean i don't have it with me right correct now. Yeah. so even if they 10x from like 1.5 to let's say 10x okay. huh, it's just one percent to 10 percent or 15 percent it's like, you know, it's still a very small percentage. So just imagine 10 years later or 8 years later where the percentage of global or global cars you see on the road is Tesla. I think quite decent. Now. Then we are at the market cap really lo, of 6.5 trillion. We don't need the, you know, 90% of the world to use Tesla, to drive a Tesla. Okay, so what you're saying really is that due to the structural trend of yeah. renewable energy, green energy, uh, the market can take more than one player, whether it's Tesla, whether it's Xiaopeng, it's uh, BYD. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly always the funniest name. Okay, but Xpeng, BYD yeah. or Neo, yeah. uh, the market can take multiple players. Correct. Okay, cool. Yes. So let me just uh, repeat what uh, Reggie said so that those of you who are not in the mic, you can hear. So Reggie just said that most car companies don't trade at 30. They trade at sub 10, which is correct, which is the commodity multiple. So this 30 assumption here, and which but I just let you guys know, uh, this 30, even this 30 is considered conservative to the Tesla bulls because I've watched a lot of Tesla bull videos, even though I'm not one. They are putting Tesla at 40, 50 times. Uh, and it's mainly because of the self-driving component and the software component. So they, they are putting software at, uh, not soft, they're putting Tesla as a kind of a semi-software company. That's what they're assuming, that kind of margins and multiple, right? Yeah. Okay. So I think there's, uh, even in the industry, there are multiples that you assign differently. Mm. For example, in the semiconductor companies, you have Intel at a lower margin and then you have NVIDIA at a, perhaps or AMD at mm. a higher, higher uh, valuation. And yeah. both are doing computer chips or you know chips why why there's a discrepancy la. so yeah. i think can be attributed to their growth rate la. all right so like if intel is not growing that much perhaps a lower 
uh, a lower multiple is fair. But yeah. I think if Tesla, uh, if you are a car company, you don't let's not talk about tech company or software company, but car company that's growing at a 50% growth rate, then are investors willing to pay a higher multiple or should we use a same multiple that we assign to you know General Motors or Ford? Mm. Up to you, you coconuts to decide. Okay, yeah. understood. Thanks for sharing. So I think I'll just do a quick uh, roundup and recap. So it's currently growing at 40-50%. It's planning to grow at 40-50% in terms of production levels mm. as well based on what Elon feels is doable. And so we're going to assume a 20% margin with the FSD additional 7.5k to hit this kind of multiple, right? And then yeah. your free cash flow positive. Yeah. Okay. I think along the way, so of course this is just a possibility projection, not guaranteed. And along the way, we definitely have to monitor the numbers lah. Okay. Over the next five, six years, you know, are we on track? Is there any decline, any yellow flags coming out? Is Tesla the biggest position in your portfolio? You don't have to say how much, but is it the yeah. biggest holding for you? Okay, wonderful. Okay. Understood. I mean, I don't own any Tesla. Do you plan to own a Tesla car in Singapore? Ever? Probably not in Singapore. La. Okay. Yeah. Why? The price point? Yeah, I mean like okay. the value you, you are paying, like half of it is you are paying the... Um, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. So so let's... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, he, he's sensitive <laughs> to that. Okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah, the COE. Right? Yeah, yeah, you're okay. paying. Yeah, COE. yeah, you're paying a tax. Yeah. yeah, paying tax for you know our country, which I think is great. But yeah, okay. understand. So any <laughs> you are so not politically correct. No, <laughs> not the best utilization of my personal money. <laughs> the government will love him. <laughs> okay. So anyway, uh, before we end off, uh, for our listeners, for our viewers, any words of advice for people who are considering investing in Tesla or just on the fence? What will you say? Yeah. I think you have to do your own research and deep dive. And you have to, like for me, I understand the bad case. Bad, I would say better than most bears. Yeah, I think uh, if you can do that, then you can, you know, uh, debunk the myths and all the, you know, uh, fart around it, fear, uncertainty, news around yeah. it. Yeah. And I think that's important because for Tesla, there's a lot of, especially with Elon Musk, such a uh, charismatic character, right? There's a lot of uh, volatility involved. Yeah, with the share price, you know, his one tweet uh, can make the price go up or down yeah, yeah. so um, if you're anchored in the numbers in the qualitative factors that will help lah, definitely so increase your conviction lah. yeah if you want and slowly I mean Tesla is here and you will, will still be here like 6 months later so if you're thinking of starting a position don't need to you know suddenly just whack lah. just can just slowly scale in lah. yeah Okay, that's it for you, coconuts. Don't suddenly just whack, ah. <laughs> okay, right. So, uh, please do your proper due diligence and make sure if you do want to actually get any Tesla, whatever. Make sure this is uh, take note. This is just purely for entertainment purposes. It's not advice. Once again, all assumptions here. Please make sure you do your own checks on that, right? Otherwise, uh, thank you very much, Remy, for having us. Remy, uh, where can we find you, or where can the people find you at? Yeah, I think I'm in most active on Telegram channel. I okay. have uh, you can search invest with Raming. Yep. Uh, same for Telegram. Uh, same for Twitter. I mean on Twitter I'm in Hey Raming. And okay. same for Instagram. Uh. Yeah. Got it. So yes, you can check him out on those channels. Otherwise, this is the financial coconuts actually evaluating Tesla and then say goodbye to Jerry as well and signing off. Thank you. Cheers. Hey coconuts. So I hope you learned something useful today. Definitely recognize that investing is a personal decision. We are not giving you recommendations here, but are always happy to geek out with you about different interesting companies and trends for the future. This series definitely has a lot more depth and terms, and we want you to tell us what stock to analyze. So if you have any feedback or ideas, do drop us a line through our socials or email us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. See you in our next episode.